Do you know what the five love languages are? Well, it's a book that was written nearly 30 years ago by Gary Chapman, and it comes up a lot in conversation with my four daughters and with other people in my life, just about how it impacts your significant relationships. But today I want to talk about how it can even impact those around you at work or just your other relationships in your life. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hey friends, welcome to Badass Midlife, the podcast to help you reboot your mindset, challenge those limiting thoughts and beliefs, and give you inspiration to do midlife like a badass. We'll share stories that will inspire you and real life tips that are perfect for where you are now. Enjoy the show. Okay, friends, so I know that most of you probably know about the five love languages, and I want to tell a little bit of my story around this and then also kind of give you a different perspective on how it can be used as we go into midlife and really examine the other relationships in our lives. So ideally, this is about interacting with your significant other in your life. And when I first got married early on, I know I read this book and I thought, oh, well, there you have it. My love language is acts of service. This is why I'm always pissed because for the life of me, I don't understand why he thinks that he can just give me a gift and think that that's going to resonate with me in some loving form of expression. It just didn't. And so more so I use a book to be like, oh, this is why I'm pissed. This, this is why I'm frustrated all the time. He just doesn't know my love language, and that was the end of that. And even though the book is very, very clear that you use the book to understand your partner's love language so that you can be better communicators to each other and each of you can feel heard about the things that matter to you. And I knew that in my brain at the time, but I was so frustrated by the fact that I thought it was so simple to understand that acts of service are my love language that it would just be a constant source of frustration for me and I couldn't even get past it long enough to say yeah and I know yours is physical touch and whatever because I need you to see that this garbage is overflowing and just be like, uh, I'm going to take that out for her. And if you don't do that, you don't love me. So don't be expecting any physical touch. And you see that terrible dance that happens. So granted, I mean, I did get married young, but the point of the matter is that's not an excuse because I, uh, you know, aged also while I was married. But the point of the matter is that we, often just stay in that spot of frustration because we feel like our love language isn't understood and therefore we have license to just ignore what theirs is or you know have the excuse to say well you aren't really giving a crap about my love language so you can sit there and hang on to your love language too because neither one of us are going to get our way here so it really does matter how you interact with each other because knowing how the other person feels valued and heard and appreciated is everything. So my daughter Elizabeth is married and 
she and her husband talk about this and they're crystal clear now on what each other's love language is and she is a really focused again uh, acts of service person and I fully relate to her obviously because I'm like yeah girl acts of service that's the one and her husband isn't they are such a delight and such a joy Um, they have such a beautiful relationship his is more the quality time I also think it's a little bit of words of affirmation regardless it's not acts of service he appreciates it he appreciates anything he she physically does for him but it just doesn't get to that level and they've worked really really hard to understand each other's language so that they can feel more aligned going into every single day of their lives they get it now and man I wish I would have gotten it better earlier because I think it would have saved a lot of frustration on both of our parts So the point of the matter is, just in case you haven't read the book, it's Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. I think that we can apply those in our other relationships, including our work relationships. And today I wanna talk a little bit about how. So first of all, let's go through what they are, okay? We have the words of affirmation, which I think are obvious, right? You say nice things. You uh, appreciate them with words. That was so amazing. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. But you have to mean it. You can't just be, like, glossing over that. Because trust me, the people that have this love language as theirs, they can tell. They can tell if you're just doing a gloss over, you know, fly over kind of uh, words of affirmation. They can tell. So you have to sincerely be giving them reason for why you are affirming them in that way. Specific examples, um, refer to something that they did and then that um, thing that they did causes you to feel this way about them, this positive expression that you're having. Quality time, this, you know, we're busy. We're busy in this world. We uh, have a lot of distractions. So what these people want that have this love language is you to just when you're there just be there just be there don't be looking at your phone don't be looking at the tv uh don't be looking around the restaurant um thinking other thoughts looking at your watch whatever it is they just want you to be present in what is going on in that moment It doesn't mean they need you to just block out loads of time. It means even if you have 10 minutes and they say, I want to talk about something, that means they want 100% of you to be right there when they're talking. Listen, look into their eyeballs. Just be there. One of my daughters has this. I believe strongly this is her love language, quality time she i can't do a single other thing i can barely glance in another direction without her literally stopping and just waiting for me to quote come back to her and i know that 
And I try very hard because I am a mom of four kids. And so I'm used to listening like a a hawk and looking at things like a hawk all around me, trying to make sure that nothing is on fire and that everything is taken care of and that my to-do list is done and that I'm not late and that, you know, it's just like you're, you're not really conditioned to give that quality time, especially when you have a, a, an ass load of kids. It's just hard to do, but it's been a great lesson, right? It's been a great lesson for me to learn that if that's what matters to her, then that's what I need to do. I need to do it each five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. I need to stop what I'm doing if I can and pay attention. Now, sometimes I can't stop what I'm doing and it frustrates her But if I just can pause and say, hey, I've got to finish this, but give me 10 minutes and then I can give you my total attention. That's good. That's fine. That's all she wants to know. I think the other uh, two of my daughters also have uh, acts of service as their love language. This tells you a lot, right? I think kids do sponge their love language off of what happens in their youth growing up. So it's either going to be what they saw or what they felt was lacking, and they're going to feel the same way. I expressed that my love language was acts of service a lot. And when kids are young and impressionable, they kind of just pick up on that. I don't think it was exclusively that. I think that they did make up their own minds about what their love language was, but I hope so because... (laughs) You know, people have their own. Also, I do think that combined with that, a couple of them also have the um, next one, which is receiving gifts. Um, I think that means something to them too. But I think, you know, that could just be part of being a young person and still being in that framework of presents and gifts. But at any rate, words of affirmation quality time next one's physical touch I think that is very self-explanatory some people whether they grow up in a household with a lot of affection physical affection or they don't they can come out of that uh, time in their lives having physical touch as their love language it's what shows them that they are loved and couple of people I know in my circle and my family have this one as well and I understand it and it it's not really because they saw it demonstrated by their parents but it was more so that it was demonstrated like to each other but it was more so demonstrated by one of their parents to them and so that's what made it mean so much to them is that they felt it so much they felt so loved by the physical affection that they felt from one of their parents they didn't necessarily see it demonstrated but because it was such a big part of their lives as a young person that became important to them uh obviously acts of service we've talked about that enough i think Um, it's very very clear but it does mean that if you can take two seconds and figure out how to make my life easier by doing a thing for me or taking something out of my hands or um, kind of paying attention to a project that I have been 
having on my list and we just can't seem to get to it if you can do that if you can just start tackling one of those things or taking something out of my hands to me that that is like the most romantic show of love that anyone could ever do for me like I I think that's clear right and a lot of people don't understand that one because again it doesn't really fit a lot of what you see as the norm or the expectation of society today and then receiving gifts again that's pretty pretty easy one too uh, the idea that someone would take time and select something especially for you now there, there's a caveat here to me I think that it it again can't be like surface level to me I think the people that really value this value the thought that goes behind it so it's not just oh I'm going to order some flowers it's I remember that he or she said this when we walked by this store window and I'm going to remember that and then for our anniversary I'm going to get that for her or him and it's just going to be so awesome right and so when you do that for someone whose love language is receiving gifts it's just amazing to them. They're just so over the moon about it because they're like, wow, you really listened. You paid attention to this thing I said so long ago. And just the fact that you made that effort means so much. Now, it goes without saying that all of these, to me, I think we all have some degree of all of them, right? I mean, that's what the book says too. We all have different varying degrees of it. We're not just all one. And what I have been thinking about lately is if we would do more of this examination in our other relationships in our lives, I think we would have better, deeper, stronger relationships. So part of midlife to me is having those very rich, deep relationships with the people that you've kind of ended up with right? You've sifted through a lot of relationships and friendships that were relationships of the time of your life. So whether it was parents of your kids' friends when you were in school and they were both on whatever team and so you ended up sitting by each other and that kind of was the foundation of your friendship. Some of those stayed and some of them as you both grew out and went in different directions with the kids, you just never spoke again. And But as you get to midlife, you can actually start to choose. Who do I want to spend my time with? Why do I gravitate to this person? And so really paying attention to those relationships that have kind of made the cut to this point in your life is important. And this using this framework works really well for that. But also it works really well in the workplace and my where I work in my day job like it's it is like a family it's it's a great company it's it's not gigantic our corporate office isn't gigantic but everyone is very uh close we grind we all work really really hard and you know it's just like when you go through struggles with certain people in your life you just become closer whether it's in your marriage a friendship or in a workplace 
you kind of all have the same you know bumps and bruises and knocks and and you're all going through the hard times together at the same time you're working through it together so you do become close but sometimes we have a little bit of a fracture in that relationship and I don't know, I've kind of noticed that I think if I would have applied this in some of those times when I've been frustrated, it would have helped me a lot. So the five love languages are as true now as they've ever been, but the idea of kind of examining them in a different setting, I think can be super, super helpful. So let's say that my love language is acts of service which it is and I have a co-worker whose love language is words of affirmation right and I'm going to go into um, a, a difficult overworked busy time that they are going into and I know and I'm not as busy and what I'm going to do is like go and help them get started by um, organizing some files on the computer and getting them set up and, um, you know, going ahead and laying the groundwork for the next person that's going to, you know, help with that part of the project and getting that set up. And I explained to them like, oh, hey, um, just so you know, once you get to this part of the project, I already have this done and this person is ready for you thinking that they're just going to be so grateful for all this groundwork I laid. Not because I need it, but because I genuinely feel like that's what would be appreciated, right? Like I'm doing this extra stuff. I have time and I'm doing this. I'm taking some work off of you. And why aren't you thrilled right now, right? And they just don't react that much. And you're like, what the hell? Like I do all this and you're just gonna say nothing? Okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. Well, guess what? Don't do that anymore. Because you spent a lot of time on that. You spent a lot of time showing your caring for them in your love language and not theirs. And this particular person, I think their love language uh, is words of affirmation. And so this person would have been so much better off and would have used that opportunity for our interaction for good and for connection had I said I know you have so much going on right now and honestly you really are handling it like no one else I, I don't know how you're doing it and I'm just completely impressed and amazed and I I don't know I want to help if I can I hope that you tell me I know that you're not a person that you know, wants to ask for help. This is all true. I mean, this isn't like a, a bullshit line. Like that is what this person would have loved from me. And it matters because even in the workplace, you do want to have good relationships with those people. It matters. I mean, we're on the leadership team. You know, it's a small team, you have seven or eight people, and you all depend on each other. It's like links on a chain and you're all trying to work together to pull a massive, 
you know, business forward or project forward. And if you're not understanding the other person or people, you're not going to get very far. And if you're just sitting there thinking in your language what they need and, and acting on it in the way you think you would want it to be for you, that's not going to drive that forward at all. So in that case, think about the person that you're working with. Is their love language more of like they need to be appreciated and affirmed that, yeah, they're drowning, but they don't want you to necessarily um, start to pull them out. They want you to tell them they're doing great and they're treading the water really well and that you're there for them, but you know that they probably won't accept it and they're amazing and they're really working hard and you're you're just impressed i know that sounds like such crap but honestly i feel that way about this person but instead of telling them that i went ahead and tried to actually do some work which didn't matter so conversely if that person's love language is words of affirmation and they're trying to do something for me uh, and they just start fluffing me up with uh, things that they think I'm going to be really thrilled about with, like, you know, I don't know how you, um, you know, juggled that situation today with so-and-so. I could have never done that. You have such a way with people. And just the fact that you were able to do that and not be upset was, I mean, I really admire that about you. Well, okay, can you do something? Like, great that you feel that way, but can you help me? Or are you just going to fluff me up with some words, right? So look at the misunderstanding there. Like, that person's giving you their love, for lack of, you know, a word. Like, it's they're, they're showing how much they appreciate you that in their way, and you're just not receiving it. So you think it's nothing, it's crap, which I normally do think about when I hear words of affirmation or receiving gifts. I'm just like, okay, well, thanks, but I could actually use some help, right? <laughs> and it's so bitchy. I know that it's bitchy. And as I talk about it, I'm just like, man, I've missed a lot of opportunities to give people their kind of uh, props or their you know how they feel attention like I've missed opportunities to give them attention or feel appreciated because I've come at it from my perspective physical touch is a weird one because you know it's hard to physical touch and and do that at work and not be afraid of something you know terribly bad happening but you know I'm talking about the relationships that really are close relationships in your workplace where you you're interacting with these people all the time this doesn't mean you're going to do a groping hug right but if a person's love language is physical touch and they're in the workplace when you've got something going on and they're having a conversation with you just a little pat or a little can i can i give you a hug like it's okay it's not that you can't do it. Because imagine those people in the workplace today are probably the ones that are suffering the most. 
because it's hard in today's world to show that kind of expression to a coworker without really honestly worrying about how they're going to take it because there is a lot of conversation around inappropriate touching and rightly so, right? But they exist. Those people exist and you know because they kind of try to do it to you. And if they do it to you and it's not your love language and, you know, they're trying to just like, you know, reach across and just grab and squeeze your hand while they're expressing, you know that it's their love language. And so don't be like, ew, don't touch me. You know, we're just, we just work together, like calm down. It's their language and it doesn't have to be a lingering touch. It just has to be something because to them that contact is life-giving it just shows something to them like they are appreciated they're understood so I just want to encourage you to think about maybe read the book again because this book like so many um even uh what what's the the four agreements so the four agreements (laughs) I I like book titles with numbers in them um because you know what you're gonna get right But the four agreements and um, the five love languages, I think, are must-reads. I think I have them and I pick them up and listen to either the audiobook or read the book often because there's just so much in there that we have to be reminded of. And I want to encourage you to look at how people in your workplace or in your life treat you when they want you to feel how much they appreciate you. And that will be a real teller as to what their love language is and try to reciprocate that if you can, whenever you want to do something nice for them or you want them to feel appreciated by you. So there you have it, the five love languages, my friends. Hope you can use that this week in your relationships and I hope you have a great week. And I'll see you next time.